That's Questionable, a podcast exploring religion, asking difficult questions, and encouraging honesty. You can join the conversation at thatsquestionable.com, That's Questionable Podcast on Instagram, or at That's Question01 on Twitter. Welcome to That's Questionable. That's Questionable. Man, I love the name of this podcast, I have to admit. Yeah, I love it. Me too. Because it encompasses a whole lot of what we could potentially explore. Yes. What do you guys think? Agree. Agree. I agree as well. Yep. Mm. We're, we've got lots of questions. Yes, we do have lots of questions. Why do we have lots of questions? Because I think um, the three of us have experienced enough within the spiritual religious realm that we can have some very serious conversations and be a part of people who want to explore, ask questions, and really just want to know what the heck's going on, you know? So, because uh, we were all there. I mean, I, I remember we, we very vividly, we spent years and years asking questions that we didn't think we could ask. And now here we are. And we want to talk about that and we want to share that and we want to invite people in on that conversation. It's a comfortable space <clears throat> to ask questions and to... Uh, and to discuss the answers. That's what, okay. we're, that's okay. what we're here to do. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think it's necessary. I think we we have to be able to ask questions. I don't think you can grow. I don't think you can learn if you're not asking questions. And the more difficult uh, the questions are, the greater the learning experience. Yeah. Wait a second. But what about when people say things like, don't question the anointed? You are really stepping in it quick. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just saying. But I, I'll tell you what. Growing up, even yeah. as young, uh, you know, as a young Christian, you know, I, you know, I was, you know, supposedly saved when I was seven years old. You know, I grew up in a church. I'm not talking about even recently. I grew up in a church that was very much like, hey, the pastor is the shepherd of the flock. They're the leader. You don't question them. They're the ones who are putting this wisdom down. So, hey, we're saying that's questionable. We're starting this first episode out talking about this stuff. But I'm saying, hey, were we fed a line all those years? I'm asking the question. I think maybe we're all anointed or none of us are anointed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. But not one person. (laughs) Uh, That's actually a great thing. Are we all anointed? Boy, We've got questions here. We do. That's we questionable. Do. Yeah. yeah. And why don't we why don't we start here? Nathan, you you started to share about being uh, saved at seven years old. Yeah. This is our friend Nathan. Nathan, hey. tell us a little bit about. It. Yes, absolutely. Your- uh, I'm Nathan, and uh, I was saved when I was seven years old. Now I will say this: if I'm going to be brutally honest, man, I I you know I was posed with the question: What are you going to do when you die? Or where are you going to go when you die? Are you going to go to heaven or are you going to go to hell? Well, my gosh, I sure didn't want to go to hell. Heaven sounded like it was a lot more fun. You know, so, you know, you're making you're making decisions based off of those kind of questions that are thrown at you um, at such a young age. Who wouldn't say, yeah, I'll, I'll do that? You know, whoa, hey. And um, so... Um, that, you know, I started, started, I grew up going to church. Absolutely. And, um, uh, very involved, 
Um, you know, I was very involved in, in my youth group growing up, loved it, had a great time, made a lot of friends. And, um, if, to be honest with you, if I had to go back and do it again, I probably would do it the same way because I just had a great time, you know? And it's funny. The thing is, 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 um, all those years though, that I was very involved in church. I played music at church. I was involved at, at church. Even after I got out of youth group, I came back and volunteered to help, and um, I was always involved. And um, but I always had these lingering questions in my head that involved um, maybe the believability or the reality of what was always being taught within the churches that I grew up going to, and even into being an adult. And so, um, I'm hoping through this podcast, we can talk about those things because I have to admit a lot of what I grew up thinking and being taught and being told what was true. I said, Hey, that's questionable. That's great. So what you're saying is you're grown up. (laughs) Well, I'm not admitting to anything, but technically I'm supposed to act that way. David. Yes. So I'm David and uh, I grew up. In the church, uh, the uh, son of a minister, the grandson of a minister. Um, yeah. So um, was in church at two weeks old, and um, it was in church uh, every single week until I was 50. And so for the first 50 years of my life, um, I was a part of uh, the evangelical movement. The, the older I got, the more fundamental I got, um, taught, um, apologetics in the church, um, was an elder in the church and taught doctrine in the church. But Nathan, like you said, you had questions. There was still something in my mind the whole time that some, that, that, quite a bit of this just didn't make sense. Yeah, absolutely. It and really so, didn't. Yeah. And so that, that's one of the reasons why I got into apologetics in the first place. And the more I studied, the more questions I had, mm-hmm. I was able to fake it cause that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. But, um, but at the end of the day, um, just couldn't come to terms with, uh, the questions. And so, um, uh, I, I ended up just saying, you know, that's, that's just all questionable. Yeah. Jim. Hey, I'm Jim. Let me uh, do it a different intro. Can we cut that? Yeah. <clears throat> Jim. <laughs> was, was that, that was perfect. the that was the emphasis on the M, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm Jim. Um like Nathan and David, I too grew up in the church. Um Mom had us in church every Sunday. Uh Growing up, it, it wasn't a, I, I wasn't a uh, three times a week kind of person. But, I was. But once a week, so. Uh, but uh, in my adult years, I, I latched on to uh, a lot of, of what I'd been taught, uh, became a pastor, uh, helped pastor uh, churches um, for many years, and likewise, you know, had questions. Um my questions were rooted mostly in things that I saw and uh, people around me who I thought believed the same things I believed and and yet uh, showed no evidence of it. And 
you know, that led me to, to most of, of my questions. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm hoping that, that, uh, we will reveal ourselves. You know, I don't want to do a, a biography here, uh, but, um, I'm hoping that in the, the subsequent podcast that we do, uh, episodes to come that we will, you, you, the listeners will get to know us and, uh, uh, kind of connect with, with our stories. I know there's a lot of stories very similar to this and, uh, that's, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. I mean, and just to, I have to admit there are tons of people out there that we hope obviously listen to this, but there are tons of people out there that are going through the exact same thing. People at work, people we run into people we all used to go to church with, you know, everybody has questions. My wife just had a conversation with another woman that she's been friends with for, uh, for uh, you know, not a year and a half, maybe two years, that literally came up to her and said, hey, I think you and I need to get together and have coffee because I kind of think exactly like you do. And she was taken back by this going, oh, okay, you know, I... I have to admit, I thought you were a very fundamentalist, evangelical person. And now come to find out, she's going, I really am not. And I've been just kind of acting like it for a long time. So I think there there is a lot of people out there that need to realize that um, it's time to ask questions. And it's time to um, know that you're okay to say, hey, I'm not too sure about this. Yeah, like David said, a safe place. Yeah. How did this person know uh, what Hannah thinks? She was actually with a group of uh, girls that she loves very much. And it's, you know, and it's mixed company. Some are um, uh, very religious, some are not. and But that's not the reason why they get together. They actually get together for another reason. It's just that's kind of an underlying reason. Well, in, in, in the situation, my wife was just sharing her heart sharing that she, hey, you know what? Here's some things I'm dealing with. These are some things going through my head, thinking she was a complete outsider, feeling afraid to share some of this stuff, only to find out that one of the girls came along and goes, hey, I'm with you here. Can we sit down and talk about this? And so they're now going to do that sometime in the near future. So, Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the the dialogue we're hoping to have here. Yeah. Uh, Definitely. It's... It's not hundreds, it's not thousands, it's millions of people are in the same place. Yeah, that yeah we're absolutely. At. Millions of absolutely. people. Every day you see the world around you and more and more people are saying, that is not right. Yeah. What's right. up? What's the story? Yeah, so you, you mentioned it. So I think it's that it's that whole, um, and that's really where I started questioning was the uh, the actions of those who are the leaders. And so... Um, it's, it's that whole fruit of the spirit, how, you know, if your, um, leader of the church doesn't, or your, your pastor doesn't show the fruit of the spirits, why in the heck are you following? Why, why? And most people know, most people know when they're around their pastor and he's different off the podium than he is on the podium. They know, they know that he's not what he says he is. Yeah. And yet there's this, uh, almost like, uh, brainwash mentality that, you know, Hey, he's anointed. I got to follow him. I got to follow him. Let me ask you a question. How do people, and I have to admit, I dealt with this for a long time and I struggled with it for a long time, but David, how do you, 
Why do you think people have they're taught one thing, but they see the opposite example of not just leaders, but other people around them? Like, what is it? What's in us that causes us to either look the other direction or say, oh, well, you know, I can look past that. What what causes us to do that? Well, I can only speak to myself. And so. Well, you can speak to us too. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm only going to speak to my <laughs> viewpoint on this of what, uh, of the reason why I, because I did look the other way. And part of that was um, that I thought maybe something was wrong with me. So I thought maybe, you know, Christianity is a religion that you're never good enough. You're never uh, capable enough. All your strength co- comes from Christ and uh, or the Holy Spirit. And so you, you don't, if there's a problem with the leadership, um, I was, it was ingrained in my mind that a problem with the leadership really meant it was a problem with me. And so if there was an, if I had an issue with the leader, it was my issue, not his issue, because he was the one that was really, you know, had the direct uh I wouldn't say relationship, but he, he was anointed. So he was above the rest of the flock and he was the leader and we're supposed to follow him. And so, um, that, that, um, may or not be, may or may not be a biblical way to state, state that. And probably is not a biblical thing to do, but it's almost like a mob mentality. You get in that situation. It's just a brainwashing. Yeah. Two, 2000 years of justification. Yeah. You know, uh, making a case. You can you can pick the uh, parts of the Bible out. Uh, use the term biblical. You can pick parts of the Bible out to define anything you want in any way you want it to. Mm-hmm. And so that's uh, that's what we've seen. Um, we've seen total redefinitions. I mean, I've stood in front of people who. I mean, we can all agree what humility is, mm-hmm. but I've I've listened to sermons totally telling me that humility was arrogance. At the end of the day, they didn't use the word, but they described arrogance as being humility. That's what God meant when he says we're to be humbled. We're to be comfortable in our own greatness. We're, you know, things along those lines. Um, And just redefinition, redefinition of the very word love. I mean, how many things do we find in Scripture or in the lives of people who profess Christ that are absolutely the opposite of what we know love to be, yet they then define love? And you would say humility to be we bring ourselves lower so that we could make somebody above us higher. Yeah, it's it's uh, in, in, in love, in love, as in like, hey, you know what? I'm willing to um, not take this because I realize how happy it would make you feel. So I'd rather ha- you have it. So I will go lower so you can go higher because I care and love for another person. You know, where that's the in stark contrast to saying, oh well, you know. Look at look how awesome I am because Jesus, I'm saved and I'm in Christ. And they say all these these buzzwords that cause us to now be almost kind of flaunt our position that you're saying is the complete opposite of humility as we would think it to be. Yeah, my blessings, my everything is based on the fact that uh, that I'm special. Yeah, you know that I am anointed, that I am. Um, you know, more beloved. Mm-hmm. 
It was kind of humility in how I achieved it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, humility. Look, I achieved humility. I'm, I'm really good at it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I have to admit, I'm the most humble person you'll ever meet. Yeah, I wrote a book about it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's great. Yeah, humility to me is, is, is simple as not, uh, not feeling above anyone. You know, yeah. realizing that we we all can learn from everyone else, uh, that there's there's uh, humility in what we know. You know, I, I think I'm hoping that that if there's one thing at the end of uh, that's questionable, however long we do this podcast together, at the end of the day, uh, uh, people will say, "Hey, you know, those guys were not trying to impose their views, their ideas." as being uh, better than or uh, uh, above anybody else's. They yeah. were asking questions, yeah. throwing out possibilities. I think that the, the chances of, let's say we do this for five years together, uh, wouldn't that be amazing? That, that would, would blast. Be. I would love it. Uh, I have a feeling that we, we will look back on these first episodes and we'll have a ton of things that we realize, man, we, we didn't have that figured out. We had an idea and we've, we came to realize, man, that, that wasn't it. Yeah. So we do believe in evolution. Yes. Hmm. So getting back to the humility thing, so the, the way when I was raised, um, there was the thought that questioning was a lack of humility. For me to think that I, am, I have a platform to ask questions meant that there was a certain amount of arrogance. Does yeah. that make sense? Oh, it does make sense. I, I, it doesn't. It, it's not right. I'm just right. saying. Yeah. It, it, I can see why people would say that. It doesn't make sense itself. The concept doesn't make self, uh, it sense itself because I just don't believe that arrogance can exist in a question. Mm. Yeah. In, an, in a, a legitimate, um, honest question, arrogance can't exist. Yeah. You know, questions that are asked with an assumed answer. Or to trap you into something, sure. There's, you know, there's arrogance in that. Yeah. So, for the record, like my, my parents never taught me that. My dad, you know, would would be you know happy if I asked questions, but you know, I I became more, much more fundamentalist and evangelical than my parents did, and so it was in that construct as I, you know, got married and established my own church life and, and, you know, kind of evolved as a Christian and I became more fundamental. That's where kind of like, like what Nathan was saying is that I had to, I was supposed to decrease so somebody could increase. And if I was to ask questions, well, that's not me decreasing. That's me increasing because I think I have a position to say that. So that's a position of arrogance. And now that I look back on it, that was simply, and I was told that in the church. So this is not something I make, I'm making up. But now I look back on it and I see that for what it was. That was a way to control, uh, you know, the masses, the, the, the attendees of the church. It was a way to control. And so what, what leadership in my experience, 
and the more evangelical you get, and especially non-denominational, the less questions they really think people have a right to to ask. I and mean, we're just sheep, yeah. you know, so sheep don't ask questions. Yeah. Sheep does, they do what the shepherd tells them to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, how insecure does it show that somebody or a group of people or even a, a belief system is that you can't allow people to ask serious questions? Um, I think that, in, in my opinion, is one of the first red flags. Um, and that was, you know, way back, even when I was in, in, in early high school, I remember asking questions, <clears throat> you know, even things like, well, you know, I had always been taught that God can't be in the presence of sin. But then you stumble across this book, the book of Job, and and Satan is actually going before, you know, before the presence of God, and they actually have a conversation. And so my first thought was, is, well, hold on a second. I thought God couldn't be in the presence of sin. This is the Satan himself being in the presence, and they're having a conversation. And in fact, God actually even takes Satan's uh, recommendation on what to do. And, you know, so where does that fit into our theology? And I remember asking this question to my pastor in a group setting with a bunch of people there. And I, I remember, literally remember the pastor kind of sitting down, flipping through pages, almost like he was sitting there trying to think of, well, what do I say to this? Um, and I just remember that being a, a time in my mind back when I was probably 16 years old, 17 years old going, hold on a second. This is, this really, this isn't adding up. And I think that, that, that was just one thing. A lot of it came way later. Um, but man, I just thought a lot of things were very questionable from a very early age. Um, um, you know, as, as my wife will say, she's just like, you've kind of always questioned a lot of things for years, haven't you? And I was like, well, I guess I have, if I'm going to be honest, I guess I have. So I guess if a fundamentalist Christian wants to charge me with anything, it's because I've been questioning things for many, many years. Uh, but I also say, you know what? I don't understand. I also don't understand the other side of that where people go, I'm never going to ask a question. I'm just going to believe everything uh, because you know what? I just put it to faith and then that's it. I don't understand that either personally. Yeah. Yeah. The only reason to discourage questions is if you're afraid of them. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Yeah. Your pastor didn't have an answer for that. He didn't. Because there isn't one. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, to, to, to allow somebody, oh, to, no. <laughs> to allow somebody to ask questions means that there is some form of accountability there. And I think that's what it comes down to. And, yeah, but, and, but accountability to what? I mean, what are we, what are people ultimately being accountable to? I mean, I, I, I just think the more, um, evangelical or, uh, hardline Christian a church gets where they become, very um, totalitarian, and we all, we all know. I mean, let's just let's just say it. There there are churches there that have um, really token elder boards, and and the church is run by one man. Yeah, and it happens a lot. Uh, happens a lot, and those men don't believe that the sheep should ask questions, and so uh, that is. 
if they accept the questions from the sheep, then and somewhere in their twisted logic, they believe they are accountable to them. And so they don't want to be accountable to them because they're lesser than them. And so it's sitting on that tower of authority being the anointed, as we were talking about earlier, that they get to, you know, they declare what the rules are, which are according to the Bible as they interpret the Bible mm-hmm. or as they want to interpret yeah. the Bible. And so um, I, I think, kind of circle back around of in my vision of of this podcast is that's questionable is a safe space for people to ask questions yeah and so what we hope to get is to the point where people are and i want it to be a safe space a, mm-hmm. a, a good landing spot for people when they leave the church that there are a lot of podcasts out there that say a lot of great things but there's very few i think that people coming out of the faith or questioning the faith, feel like they can land where, um, you know, it's it's tough sometimes when you leave leave Christianity, especially, and you kind of get in the real world of podcasts and you realize that there's a lot of things out there that are kind of almost disrespectful. Yeah, and we don't want to be that way. We want to respect what other people believe, mm-hmm. uh, and so that that's what's. To, in my mind, safe about it yeah. is that it's a safe place for people to say, "Hey, that's a questionable thing to say." Yeah, and we're, we're none of us are above questions. Who? Uh, this is a question for both of you. Who are you hoping our audience will be? Well, I mean, I have to admit, I hope I hope our audience could potentially be just anybody who wants to actually think about why we do what we do. Um, you know, and I realize that seems very general, but at the same time, it's just kind of, I wasn't one of those people for some years. I, you know, there are certain times where I thought things or kind of questioned things. Then I went through periods of time where, man, I didn't question anything. You know, you feel the strains of, um, or the pulling of religion on you, how you want to be accepted and you just want to fit in, or you feel like there's some kind of inner circle that you feel like you need to be within because that's where God's working and doing things. And, and so you, you kind of just float along and do the things that you need to do. You know what? Those are the kind of people that maybe we're not going to reach or we're not going to talk to the people that we're going to talk to or like, you know, like both of you have said, or David, you've said, you know, it's just kind of like you see, you see one thing being taught and another completely different thing being the action. And so you sit there and you look at it and you question it. And, um, I think, man, those are the people that we're going to reach, you know, um, you know, when the people who have that thought in their mind or that question going, wow, um, God, God asked uh, the Israelites to uh, kill all the men, women, and children and animals at Jericho. Is is that is that murder? No, that's love. That's <laughs> that's love. Well, those are the people who are going. Wait a second. I want to think about that. That's who we're talking to. That's who we want to reach, and that's who we want to engage in conversations. Because I think at that point in time, you're starting to go wait a second here. Some of this doesn't add up to me. And that was one example of hundreds that we could probably come up with, but that's who I hope we reach. Um, the other listener that I hope that we, um, 
have are, are people that are are actually questioning um, their scriptures. It could be the the uh, members of the Church of Latter Day Saints. I don't think we're supposed to say Mormon anymore. I think they find that offensive now. Mm. Uh, and I, and I, I'm I'm saying this in all candor. I really don't want to be offensive to anybody or the Jehovah's Witness or um, or or Christianity. Um, I just want to be a, a place where people can ask questions about the Scripture themselves, the inconsistencies, the you know the fact that we we don't have um, you know the original text and and many of those questions that we probably all three asked ourselves. Um, just you know, we give a lot of authority to the Bible, and uh, and I, I think it needs to be a safe space to question those scriptures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, you know, I, we've said it a few times already, but yes, a safe place, really for anybody with an open mind. You know, I'm, I'm hoping somehow to avoid uh, the audience that takes offense at what we say and is uh, reacts unkindly or violently. Um, but other than that, anybody. You know, I I really see this podcast uh, podcast sorry as a as an opportunity to redeem all the years that I didn't ask questions that I took whatever people had to say unchallenged and all the inflexible answers I may have given over the years and I'm I'm looking for an opportunity to redeem that for lack of a better word yeah or for a word that fits in with our past yeah. My goodness, that just sparked a huge thought in my head. What a great way to put that. How many times have I been a jerk to people in the name of Jesus? You know, that that if I would have just sat and thought about something for a while or thought about the betterment of another person or the feelings of another person, I wouldn't have done the things that I've done. I mean, I just, gosh, I just remember at one point in time being a Calvinist early in life. Uh, telling people that, they, yeah, telling people that, that, you know what, it doesn't even matter if you believe or not, because you're not even going to heaven unless God calls you first, <laughs> you know, and just like, you know, just saying stupid stuff like that and thinking I'm right and having the arrogance to, to go, well, I told them the truth, you know, and going, gosh, love- man, no wonder those people probably, they probably hated my guts when I walked away from them and rightfully so. It's limited atonement, and you're, and you're not a part of it. I know I'm not anymore. <laughs> I, know, I know I'm not anymore, but, you know, but um, I don't know. I hope, I hope this podcast just can reach anybody. And, Jim, you had said those who violently opposed to this, you know, I get that. Um, um, I would have violently, violently opposed this podcast, you know, 10, 12, 15 years ago. Um, so maybe there's hope for people too, that they can have, uh, common conversation, even in the midst of my gosh, the, you know, we're, we're in such a divided nation right now as it is. And, um, <clears throat> but you know, maybe, maybe, maybe people can spark conversations no matter where they're at. So as a, you know, as an elder in the church and as a teacher in the church, of uh, the times that I spoke with such certainty about things that I really wasn't certain about. So if I were to 
peel back all the layers of my of my being and really look at certain answers I had. Uh, like for example, you know, to explain the Trinity, I spoke with such such certain certainty about what was heresy and what wasn't heresy, and I'm I'm hoping. It, to, to redeem kind of the, the language that Jim used to redeem some of that and just uh, where I was so dogmatic and so um, evangelical in my thought and in my speech of just having a place where we can have a dialogue because I don't think I've quit, you know, once you start questioning, the great thing is you can keep questioning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so... Um, you know, I, you know, since I really left my faith, um, now I can look at that and say, I, I, I don't really need to be dogmatic about anything. Yeah. I can be open to all kinds of different, you know, thoughts and and uh, and theologies or, or and questions and everything else. I can I can be open and discuss all those things without having some sort of certainty that I'm right, I have to be right, and you have to be wrong. And I think that's where it's dangerous. And I just don't want to be in that position again. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I saw it on a TV show the other night. I forget what it was. But, you know, and we've all heard sayings like this, but, you know, would you rather be happy or would you rather be right? And I just think so much of my religious upbringing in my church, even up to even up to the point where we left, we left the... The, the church that we were, you know, that we were at, or we just left going to church, um, man, my gosh, you spent so much time fighting to be right that I swear nobody, nobody was happy a lot of times. Uh, you know, you know, people, you know, people are happy. I, you know, you never want to just lump everybody into one lump sum. And, uh, you know, because there's everybody at different places in all walks of life. Um, you know, but at the same time, there was just a whole lot of effort trying to prove that, hey, what we all believe is the right thing. And there's so much effort put in and put into proving that, trying to prove that we're right. We and have to be right. It's exhausting. Yeah, we have to be right. Yeah, we have to be right. And everybody else and has to be wrong. Yeah, that's right. I guess because at the end of the day, you're not going to go to heaven and everybody else goes to hell that disagrees with you if you're well, not I right. Couldn't, I couldn't be right if you were right. <laughs> yeah. And that's so exactly if yeah. I believe there's only one way and, yeah. and one possible path, how can you be right and I be right mm-hmm. if you disagree with me? I mean, it's not possible. That's questionable. <laughs> the need the need to be right is rooted in insecurity anyway. Yeah. It's it, you know you that that need to prove to others that you're right just shows that you're not really certain about it yourself. Uh, I'm gonna you're gonna hear me say this who knows how many times because one of the favorite things I ever say. Uh, but love doesn't need to be right. Mm. You know if 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 love is at the core of what you're saying, there's, you don't have to have people agree with you. You don't have to, uh, to sway them to your side or to be insecure. Love, love receives all. Mm-hmm. Well, but what about those people who uh, don't believe what we believe? What are we supposed to do with them? Well, I, I mean that I don't believe. You know, Paul says, you know, to cast them out, throw them to the devil, 
so that he'll have his way with them and then maybe they'll come back. I mean, that's, you know, what are we supposed to do there? Dust yourself off and move on to the next town. Uh, no, I'm, that's uh, scripture there, folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, quoting Paul. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. You know, I, there there are going to be some disagreements that come up. I mean, there's you know, those people that uh, that do disagree with with things that we share. Um, they will not be hearing the uh, fact that we're not dogmatic about it. Um, from my point of view, my my side of things, I'm I am not dogmatic about uh, necessarily about who God is. Um, you know, I'm, I'm open to that. I haven't lost, as David kind of alluded to it, gosh, I'm going down two bunny trails. Let me try to keep track here. Uh, David, David said something about, uh, losing his faith or changing his faith or something like that. And I think that's, uh, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, David, I think that's a description of, of how you perceived your faith historically and how others perceive your faith. Would that be right? I think so. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because, well, see if you relate to this. Uh, I don't feel like I've lost my faith at all. In fact, I I feel like my faith has grown. It's just way more open to a vastness of God that I never considered. God was so small and so, in such a small box before. Okay, I get what you're... Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I get what you're leading to is that is that my definition of who or what God is is just it's different, and is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, I think I think so. You're Cause, cause you're, you're open you're open yeah. to questions about that. I mean, I just didn't because we're trying to not be offensive, not to scare people away. Some people are like, oh, he's lost his faith. Well, you know, I, I don't believe you have. You yeah, know? and I know you. I love you. Yeah, uh, I know there's questions out there mm-hmm. now. To, to bring this all back to where we were, uh, I do. There are some things that I am dogmatic about, and those are things that, uh, after forty, fifty some years of of seeking Christ and seeking God, uh, there's some things I'm certain He's not. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll talk about those kind of things. Yeah. yeah. As as these podcasts yeah progress. yeah and i guess that's to come to encompass the people who want to listen to this podcast that have the question is is maybe they're questioning what they were told god was their entire life and they're going i don't know about that um i don't know about that but um but going you know maybe god is something different or maybe god or, or even it's even like me like you know like we have a conversation just had a conversation with my son you know, last night where he was actually wanting to talk about God and, um, you know, and I was very, I was very forthright with him, you know, and I just said, man, at the end of the day, I can tell you all of these ideas that I might have, but at the end of the day, I, I really don't know outside of me looking at my son and wanting to love him as best as I possibly can and thinking and understanding that, that, whatever God is, is there in between us pressuring, not pressuring, but, um, encouraging me to love him as much as I want to love him. I, I really, I really don't know what, what God is 
And matter of factly, I just don't. I can't be dogmatic about anything. And so people who are questioning that or wondering that or wanting to ask questions about that, this is a podcast for you to listen to. John said God is love. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I would say that. And, you know, but people are so ingrained to think that God is more than that. Like, um, you know, like we hear stories all the time, like, you know, some woman broke down on the side of the road and she called, you know, and she called for a record to come help her. I don't even know why I heard this story somewhere. And then she prayed that, Hey God, can you make him come quick? The wrecker come quicker or the tow truck to come quicker. Like all of a sudden now God's in the business of changing traffic lights quicker, you know, or something like that. Like, like we want to personify God into our lives on the levels that we want things to be done and moved around and manipulated. Um, when, you know what, guess what? There's a really good chance that that God just really doesn't even exist. Yeah. I mean, and I wouldn't call that a God that's more than love. I would, I would say there's a God that's less. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And and so I feel like that's a po- this is going to be a podcast that's that's gonna that's gonna talk about that. And I think there's a lot of people that want to have that conversation. I hope so. Yeah. Hope to get to to talk with a bunch of them, share with uh, with them. Who knows? We we might get to meet with them over time and. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, yeah, absolutely. That's questionable conference. Maybe in a, a year, a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. You're oh, skipping ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, you got to dream big, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's going to yeah. be like in yeah. the. I think it's going to be like in Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> Where we will stand in front of you behind a podium and tell you what to think. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. This is what's not questionable. What we think <laughs> this is. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I you know I think that's actually a great first episode. Unless you guys have something else you want to contribute. No, I'm, I I do have a non prayer cloth I'm selling. Can we? We do. Yeah. For yeah, if for a gift of a thousand dollars, you'll mail them uh, for a donation. For a donation. Yeah. yeah. It's not tax right. deductible. You don't want so people can plant a seed or something or yeah 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 it's 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 not a seed seed, seed look we it's we, seedless we don't want to be offensive and now we're <laughs> like a seedless watermelon <laughs> it's, it's not seed it's fruitful but not seed yeah anyway. <laughs> give. Give, so give, give. you know hey yeah I guess people have got to kind of get to the point where they understand that we're gonna we're gonna maybe jab a couple jokes at what we used to be a part of all the time and I guess that's part of us dealing with. You know, that's kind of us just kind of dealing with the things that we went through. Yeah, and we're going to joke at what we are now, and we're going to joke about what we're going to be in the future. <laughs> we're we just going to have a good time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think the main thing is is that is that uh, we really care about people and want yeah. people to be free. Yeah. And if that freedom is examining their faith and staying where they are, then great. Yeah. If it's not, then great. Yeah. But. People, people need to have the freedom to do that. Yeah. And that is, uh, we, we shouldn't rely on another person to tell us what we should believe. Yeah. And even that's questionable. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say that wrong? No. We no. shouldn't. No, it was fine. I yeah. just was uh, putting a bow on that. Yeah. 
So good. thanks for tuning in. Yeah. To that's questionable. Yeah, that's questionable. You are hey, now hey, hey. about to hear the best <laughs> outro music you've ever heard in your life. And before that, we're going to have Nathan chew some more ice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This is bad. bad this is another this is another episode of Nathan Choose Something. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> These will be on the outtakes. <laughs> on the blooper reel. We could do that definitely. Hey, uh, for for the first three people that can guess what Nathan was eating. <laughs> <laughs> you get a free copy of David's new book. <laughs> Sorry, that was an apple. An apple. We were looking for apple. Thanks for listening. You can join the conversation at that'squestionable.com, that's questionable podcast on Instagram, or at that's questionable on Twitter. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of those casting the pod.